Today's absolutely unnecessary question of the day is, what happens if you get scared half to death twice? We are here at the, us here at the radio station have some conflicted feelings about this. Random guy thinks you would have to be scared 200 times to die. Don't ask why. And I think that you would either die or become immortal. And the usual writer for this section thinks that you would just die. But since this is written by the host, it's going to reflect the host's feelings. She thinks that it would work like how half-lives do. So the first time you get scared half to death, you're operating at 50% of your usual life forces. And the next time you get scared half to death, you now have 25% of your original life forces. So the next time you'll have 12.5, then 6.25, then 3.25, and so on. This question was sent to my mind via telepathy by Arthur Kaufman. A beautiful town on an even more beautiful island where strange boats drop off strange cargo and strange people wander the streets. Welcome to Greyvale. I checked the supply docks at the blood bakery and discovered what was stolen, a three-gallon crate of fruity Thai iced tea with real bananas. I don't know why someone would take that sort of thing, or why the blood bakery sells it. Well, it is the blood bakery. It's a pretty strange place. The blood title throws you off a bit, but they don't actually sell blood, or at least across the counter. I think the blood bakery was originally a blood bank, but I'm not really sure. Anyway, that was a fun and wacky way to start the episode. Now, traffic. A large amount of orangutans broke through the door to the station while I was attempting to record today's episode. And let me tell you, it was not a pretty sight. They bounded in and picked up random guy and threw him out the window. Charlie was run into the ground, and I mean literally run into the ground. There's now a hole in the ground in his shape, sipping his tea when they came through. They knocked over his Yahtzee table and carried him off when they crashed through the next wall and into the forest. I luckily survived with minor injuries, but Random Guy and Charlie are a different story. Fletcher is now missing, carried off by the orangutans. Turns out that they ran into the forest and are now lost. Luckily, I was there to experience the event and ran after them. Unfortunately, I lost track of them about two miles into the forest. They'll turn up at one point or another, but I'm going to try and get the police to find Fletcher. So while I do that, here's the weather.
It's been three days since the orangutan disaster, and Random Guy has done a magnificent job rebuilding the destroyed walls. Charlie and I were drinking our pink lemonade when Fletcher finally came back. He came all bruised and scratched up. He started telling us what happened, but he seemed really jumpy and weird. Then the building creaked a little, and since it's, since it's really old and a little bit destroyed, plus the orangutan incident, as you know, this was normal. Whenever this happened before, Fletcher would just roll his eyes and make some sarcastic comment directed at the building. Now, he practically yelped and tried to sprint out of the building at top speed. The only reason he didn't make it out because random guy happened to be standing near there and caught him. The only other major problem was getting him to sit down to treat his scrapes. Whenever I got near him, he'd just growl and jump away from me into another room. This happened for about an hour before I finally asked Charlie to do it. Fletcher seemed more okay with this because Charlie is more his size and they're weirdly close, despite their personalities clashing a lot. It's a little sad watching him try and walk around covered in bandages. He'll take three steps and then fall on his face. Often a string of colorful language would follow this, lightening the mood a little, but it's still sort of sad. <laughs> Dude, this is gullible on the ceiling. Can you not? think that we may have solved the mystery of the stolen Thai iced tea. You might have guessed already, but you might be wrong. So, you know how all of the Thai iced tea was stolen? It turns out that our DNA scans show that it was done by an animal. They never specified what animal, though. All they said that it was some unidentified species of fox. The only other thing they said was that the fox was not normal. And guess who the only abnormal fox in Greyvale that I know of is? Fletcher! Of course it was him, as if he doesn't already have enough on his plate. I just hope we'll be able to return all of the tea and figure out how Fletcher can get his tea without stealing it from the bakery. Over the past few days, people have been calling and reporting frogs, of all things. Everyone knows that frogs couldn't possibly exist, right? I mean, the only reason I'm even allowed to mention frogs is the government needs me to remind you that frogs do not exist. Even just thinking about them is illegal. Talking about frogs on the community radio is a crime. I'm not even supposed to know about them as an official in the community that has the ability to influence the youth. I might have heard screaming coming from the entrance to the station, though, so I'm going to leave you here. This week's episode was written by Oxley Mende and Margot Shipton-Cook, and the script was edited by Allie Grums. The absolutely unnecessary question of the day was written by Allie Grums and performed by Margot Shipton-Cook. Audio editing was done by Oxley Mende. This is the voice of Oxley Mende, and we will see you next episode.